Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guys whose family exploded a school twice. Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Cortland. Why'd you fucking explode the school, Brandon? Because we didn't finish the job the first time, Cortland. <laughs> you said the extra and you know what? that poor There's going to be a third time. Oh, third generation, exploding schools. That family crazy. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though, that episode was really good. <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing tight. Awesome. I haven't heard you say that in a long time. It's been a minute, yeah. So uh, did you do anything awesome this week? I'm just going to ask him right out. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I got a PS5 or whatever. Oh, fuck. You got a PS5? Yeah, I've got it. I kind of hate you. Maybe we should cancel this podcast. <laughs> <sighs> okay. We're no, done. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's awesome. Did you play anything on it yet? A little bit. So it had it has a game pre-installed on it. Oh, cool! Is it like Wii Sports? <laughs> Not quite. It's a little robot game, and it's all right. Okay. Um, there's a free PS5 game for PS Plus. Mm, I did see Bug that. Snacks. Yeah. So I got that. I've heard that game is uh, like an acid trip. Pretty cool. It's weird. And I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla just because I felt like I needed to have something. Well, that's cool. I expect videos out of you just because I want to see how pretty it is. Oh, I absolutely won't get any videos, but okay. (laughs) You never do. No, I really don't. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe someday I'll get one, but not anytime soon. I probably could have waited a few years. (laughs) (laughs) But the pre-order was available and I was like, I wonder if I could pre-order this. Oh, I guess I can. You know, I I looked at the PS5 a little bit, and I was like, I don't really think I'd enjoy any of the games coming out, because the only thing that people ever talk about is Demon's Souls, which I loved it on the PS3. Like, I bought it, and I had a good time with it. But But you played it already. I played it already, and honestly, it's not very good compared to a Bloodborne, for example. So I just don't want to deal with that. So how was your week, Cortland? My week was fine. I didn't do anything exciting or interesting at all. Although, you know, the new Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory came out, and I've been really considering buying it, but I play the demo, and I'm like, this isn't what I want. And I don't I know... I played the demo as well. I don't know if and I can I was justify like, oh, it. PS2 graphics again? That's surprising, after Kingdom Hearts 3? Ye- well, even... It's not about the graphics to me. Brandon, no, you got your PS5, and now you got these PS5 glasses... <laughs> <laughs> Everything looks like PS2 to me. <laughs> this world looks like PlayStation 2. <laughs> no, but it's just like the the button layout, which I'm sure you can change. It's just not right, and um, I don't know. Well, I'm sure it'll be on sale. You know how I love my rhythm RPG games, you know? Yeah, theater them, and uh, well, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, but. that's about it. I actually played it one time on uh, Instagram live stream. Because I love that game. That's cool. But whatever. Do you want to just talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark so we can get done and go back to sleep? I kind of do. All right. Well, we just got done watching the tale of Bigfoot Ridge, the season six finale. What did you think of this episode, Brandon? On one hand, I really enjoyed the episode because the story is cool. Mm -hmm. The characters I like. The acting is pretty good in this episode well you got Hayden uh, Christensen yeah and it has kind of a sense of urgency and tension that you don't see 
in yes. this show or really many other shows. It's just well done. Yeah, I agree. Where's uh, the other hand? <laughs> on the other hand, this episode's called The Tale of Bigfoot Ridge, and god damn it, I was waiting for Big Feet. Spoilers, there's not a single Bigfoot. There's no Bigfoot in this episode. And after Manaha with that tease, and I yeah. thought, oh, we get a Bigfoot episode. Nope. And here, nope. <laughs> Maybe in season seven we'll get we'll get the Bigfoot episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in an episode called like the tale of the scary vampire, and you'll go in and it'll be fucking Bigfoot. But here, in the tale of Bigfoot Ridge, <laughs> nothing. So, I'm assuming Bigfoot Ridge is the name of the, like, place that the the lodge is in that they go to, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, just that, that, that little area is Bigfoot Ridge. Okay. <laughs> this is a snowboarding episode. <laughs> yeah, not quite what I thought I was getting into. But, nah. as I said, good episode. Okay, so last week we said that this episode had like a 3.3 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I think this one deserves a lot higher than that. I liked it a lot, actually. I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, after the last couple of episodes, I think this season is quite good overall. I do, too, It's honestly. got some stinkers, but... Yeah, but I every season into, does. I came into this season, you know, being open-minded, because I don't know what the fuck is going on in Are You Afraid of the Dark, but you hear, like, oh, those later seasons, you know. Watch out for those. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what they're talking about because these oh. are good episodes. I thought so, too. I think that the monster is pretty creative. And and honestly, it reminds me of what a lot of like indie horror video game makers are doing these days where you're like in a house and the monsters come in. And you have to like shine your flashlight at them before they get you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd never really seen anything like this before from back in the days and i think it's cool i think it's pretty cool like it's not i wish it was a monster i, I should say but you know that's just like a small complaint really they did what they could yeah and i think it was really cool it's got this sense of like tension that like you said it's not really in any other episodes they're in like a dark cabin and like this monster could literally be anywhere it just just comes mm-hmm. at them so, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. And they show fucking skeletons. Like, they show yeah. past victims of this like, monster. Like, people have died. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and, like, young people from the looks of it. Yeah. So, it was it was cool. I liked it. But I think we should just start talking about it. Yeah. Let's get into this nonsense. <laughs> this 3.3 <laughs> shit. Ugh. Our episode begins with a shot of the campfire, which pans up to Quinn and Andy playing hot hands. And Andy sucks at hot hands. <laughs> Andy sucks at most things. Walking, carrying <laughs> sticks, bringing Stilts. enough fortune cookies for everyone to have two. <laughs> he doesn't suck at hitting birds out of trees with a slingshot, though. <laughs> no, he's pretty great he's, at that. It's the one thing he's good at is killing innocent animals. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? he's a murderer (laughs) out of everybody in the midnight society i'm sure that he would be the first one to murder somebody oh yeah definitely quinzal man can you be any slower and we cut over to megan and she's slapping the couch and there's a cloud of dust that flies off of it which are probably like mold spores and Mm -hmm. she questions how it got so dirty 
And Vange jumps on the couch yelling, We're in the woods! It's supposed to be dirty! Yeah, Vange stealing my jokes there. Thanks, Vange. Well, you know what? You leave this couch in the woods where it rains and it snows and shit, and you're like, Oh, why is it fucking moldy? <laughs> yeah, that was stupid of her to ask. That's okay. Megan starts complaining about how Tucker isn't there yet, and then a voice from the woods calls out and up rolls Tucker on a bike with full motocross gear on. And he raises his hands in a shrug, asking if he's late. And Vange runs up to him, saying, Wow! And Megan just stares at him, saying, Yes? <laughs> now, these kids act like he just rolled up on a fucking motorcycle. Yes. He didn't. He rolled no, up on it's a, a bicycle. Bike. It's a bicycle. <laughs> it's a mongoose. <laughs> and he walks up, asking if he's been racing. And Tucker pulls off his helmet, saying, Nah, training for a race. And Vange takes that helmet away, saying, <laughs> very cool, as Megan interjects, thinking Tucker would be crazy to race those things. It's a bike. Exactly! Like, what the fuck are you talking it's about, It's got a Megan? bell on it. <laughs> He's got, got a little basket in front. <laughs> He's got the, like, streamers on the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> ching, ching! <laughs> Tucker walks away from her, saying, no, it's fun. And Quinn walks by, adding in, yeah, if you think breaking bones is fun. Tucker's all, look, if you know what you're doing, you won't get hurt. Vance screams something and throws her hands up in the air, and I'm not really sure what she says. Might have been oh. Dream Force rules. She the says Rain extreme rules. sports rule. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense, but... <laughs> it's a very weird thing to just yell out. <laughs> well, I thought she was <laughs> saying that the rainforest rules. I didn't know. <laughs> something rules. <laughs> it's extreme sports. The rainforest does rule. It does. I wish we had more rainforest. Tucker sits down at the throne saying, Then you're gonna love my story. It's about some kids who are into extreme sports in a big way. They're pretty good at it too, but uh, the danger they face has nothing to do with their sport. They have to face something much more horrible than any faceplant, wipeout, or header they've ever had. You might just say that these guys have no fear, but they should. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, we call this story The Tale of Bigfoot Ridge. I guess that's fine, right? He kind of oversells the whole extreme sports angle. Yeah, that's in it, it for really like It really has nothing minutes. to do with the actual story. True, yeah. But it is there for a minute. And you know what, Brandon? Our tale starts up with some absolutely fucking radical music. <laughs> it is extreme. We see a bunch of kids snowboarding. They're having a fucking rip-roaring time on the slopes. It's intense. And then the montage finally ends with Aiden Christensen snowboarding up on a girl saying that shit was awesome and asks if she saw him do some sweet trick or something. And she's all, yup. So are we going off the backside now? And Hayden says, no way, Jose. And she's all, what? I thought you said if we... And Hayden says, Danny, shut the hell up. And Danny's all, but Kurt. And he says, no. And he starts walking away. And Danny asks how he can just give up. And he says that he isn't. So she asks him to come with her. And Kurt stops, and he looks at her and says, Danny, enough, all right? And so, I'm just going to stop for a second. Mm -hmm. One of the really weird things about this episode, so you think that they're just like, oh, <laughs> she wants to go on this, like, dangerous side with her sweet snowboard, you know? That's not really it. Um, she's looking no. for a missing person. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, she's only been missing for an hour. If we go look, we might be able to find her. And he's like, fucking nope. Yeah, he's like, she's out of sight, she's dead. <laughs> I don't... She's dead. We haven't seen her in two hours. She's been it's time gone. to give up hope. 
She's been gone since the beginning of Muppet Babies, and we're done with I it. I want She's to dead. leave. I hate this snow. It's cold and wet and irritating and gets everywhere. <laughs> that was one of the main problems I had with this episode, is that they... The, the main premise is that this girl is missing, and it mm. seems only our main character, Danny, cares at all about her. They don't give us a time frame, so I mean, I can't. No, maybe it was. That's like weeks. the confusing part. Is for it to make any sense at all, this girl would have to have been missing for quite a while. Because yes, people will look for a missing person for quite a while. Yeah, they don't just look for an hour and give up. They'll look for weeks. Which is kind of the vibe you get, though, from these people. Well, let's see what happens. Danny yells that they got to keep searching, but Kurt shrugs, saying, "I'm sorry." And he walks away, and she looks in the distance past some kids and sees another girl in a yellow and red coat. So she hobbles her way, saying, Gina? And then she takes off her snowboard and runs towards Gina, but she disappears. And Danny puts her snowboard away, and Kurt walks up to her, saying, Hey, sorry I told you I'd go off the backside, but it was the only way I could get you to have some fun. Danny, there's nothing more we can do. (laughs) We didn't... We've done nothing. <laughs> We're all out of ideas. That's, that's the main thing I thought of when I watched this episode. Oh. But, like I said, they don't give us any indication of what they have done. It's just everybody's like, fuck off, Danny. She's dead. Yeah. So, I mean, at a certain point, she really does need to just accept yeah. it. Yeah. But they don't tell us, like, oh, it's been six months, you know. Yeah. Like, take this girl to a grief counselor. Come on. Yeah. But Kurt's all, don't you think I miss her too? And Danny stands up saying, it's not about missing her. It's about finding her. It's definitely not about missing her. (laughs) She puts her helmet on and she rides away on a snowmobile and then we cut. She wants the thrill of finding her. She wants to be the local hero. That's what she wants. (laughs) Now Kurt is getting out of a truck. Um, You know what? I might accidentally call him Kurt a couple of times because I didn't quite hear his name. So if I call him Kurt instead of Kirk, I apologize. Now Kirk is getting out of his truck and looking at a house with some loud music coming out of it. And we warp inside and it looks like we're in Danny's room. And she's the one playing these sick beats. She looks over at a picture of her and Gina smiling and someone says, Danny, Danny help me. And she stops the music and she looks over at her little mirror and Gina's in the reflection. And she tells Danny she needs her. And Danny freaks out yelling, Gina, Gina. And then in walks Kirk who asks her what all the shouting is about. And Danny tells him that she just saw her, Gina, in the mirror, and she asked for help. And Kirk shakes his head at her and tells her that she is losing it. And Danny's all, she's alive, Kirk. I saw her, and I saw her this afternoon, too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the losing it theory. Oh yeah, for sure. Kirk's all, Danny, no one can live that long in the backcountry with no food, no shelter, no water. And then in walks Mom. And Kirk looks at Mom saying, Mom, you gotta talk to her. Mom walks on in saying, it's okay. Go and see what's on the tube. <laughs> so Kirk walks away and Danny lays on her bed saying that she thinks she's going crazy. And mom comforts her saying that she's just upset. Danny leans up saying, mom, I've played it over and over in my head. And I don't know why Gina just took off down the backside like that. Mom explains that Gina made a mistake and it's just that simple. Danny's got some guilt saying that she should have went with her. But mom tells her that she's got to let go of the guilt. And Danny doubles down saying it was her fault and if she went with her, but sensible mom interjects saying then you'd both be lost and frozen to fucking death. 
You did the right thing. Daniel's all, the right thing would have been to stay with her, and I chickened out, and now she's gone. And Mom gives Danny a hug, and the scene fades. I really wish it would have told us how long Gina's been gone. Yeah. It only becomes more confusing later. Yeah. But, like, for this mom to just be like, she's fucking dead, honey. Deal with it. Like, it makes it sound like it's been, like, six months, a year, or longer. But I don't think it's been that long. It can't have been that long. It can't have been, like, a few years. Because the Gina that she sees, I mean, they look like the same age. Yeah. But, I mean, like, okay, so spoilers, obviously they're going to find Gina. So, I mean, that's why we're talking about it like this. But, you know what? Okay, hold on. We got a bunch of characters to meet. You ready to meet them? Yeah. Okay. First, we're going to meet this first guy who I don't think you've ever heard of. Uh, It's Kirk, and he's played by uh, Hayden Christensen, some weirdo. Um, Mm, What has he been in? Well, he's probably best known for playing Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episodes 2 and 3, and Uh. digitally imprinted into Episode (laughs) 6. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Well, Anakin Skywalker's in it now, thanks to George Lucas. <laughs> oh, excellent. You know, surprisingly, Hayden Christensen has not been in a lot of things. Really? Yeah, he's only been in like Well, I mean, I haven't seen films. him in anything else, but I just kind of assumed he'd be steadily working in this and that. I, I would think so, too, because like, he, um, he does a good job in this episode, and I think he's an okay actor. I think he may be a good actor. Yeah. And just not good in those movies. <laughs> I think that's true, yeah. Although he was in a movie called Little Italy that was on How Did This Get Made, so... Um, I don't Sounds know. Sounds good. Danny is played by Brooke Nevin, who's been in over two times as many things as Hayden. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Take that, Darth Vader. Yeah, fuck, you. fuck off, Darth Vader. Fucking Brooke's in the house now. No! Brooke played Rachel Berenson on Animorphs, which is, I'm thinking, one of the Kick main characters. Ass. And she's been in shows like Supernatural, Grey's Anatomy, My Name is Earl, How I Met Your Mother, and Scorpion. Any of that stuff recent? Uh, there wasn't anything like I recognized that was more recent than Scorpion, so that's why I stopped there. Okay, but she's done stuff. That's cool. Yeah, she had like 74 actor credits, and Hayden Christensen only had like 36 or something. <laughs> 37. Joyna... <laughs> <laughs> Gina is played by Sarah Edmondson Who did a voice in SSX3 Do you remember that game? God, she's obsessed with snowboarding Well that led me to think maybe she was like a professional snowboarder But I didn't see anything on her IMDB page to indicate that So she must just like snowboarding She was also in a show called Edgemont for 10 episodes She was in Scary Movie 4 as a bar waitress And some voices in a game called Thimbleweed Park Which I think you own, don't you? I do yeah, she's in there. She must be the snowboarding character. She has also been in more things than Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and finally... Everybody's better than Hayden. <laughs> exactly. Just rub it in with all your Arthur credits and... Ah, that's coming up next, Ubisoft actually. Games. Because we got the mom. <laughs> all right. Hit me. The mom is... uh, Her name, I guess, is Marie in the episode. They never call her Marie, but sure. we're going to go with it. She is played by Liz McRae, who we last saw in Fire Ghost and Hatching as the mom in each of those episodes. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, she just wants to dump her kids off. She has a mom look. She does, doesn't she? We probably covered her in Fire Ghost, but just to recap, she played a couple of voices in Arthur from 2010 to 2015, of course. No way. As well as being in way more stuff than Hayden Christensen. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is the new bar. Yeah, it is. Are you famous? Have you been in more things than Hayden Christensen? Come on, he was Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've got like a 30th of the credits on IMDb as Hayden Christensen now. <laughs> Alright, back in the episode, we're looking at a TV playing some home movies. And it looks like all the kids that we've met so far are just having a good old snowball fight. And they're laughing, and they're having a great time. And Danny is just watching this intently. In the video, like, they're, like, the same age, which makes me think maybe it is recent that Gina disappeared. I don't know. It was that same day. Yeah. She went missing, and she was like, can we go look for her, please? He's just like, ugh, I just want to go home. I'm tired. I got work in three days. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this episode. In the video, Gina turns around and faces the camera all spookily, calling for Danny, and asks for help. That is spooky. It was good. I liked it. Danny gets close to the TV as Gina says, please help me. And Danny asks where she is, and the video Gina tells her she's on Bigfoot Ridge. So Danny blinks a couple of times, and that scene fades. And it was done really well. Like, I mean, I kind of thought something was going to happen, but like, it was, it was pretty good. What a weird thing to do, though. Just pop in a fucking home video of your best buddy. Yeah. I'm nostalgic for three minutes ago. (laughs) She was alive. Now we're in the kitchen and Danny's kind of looking over some papers when in walks Kirk who complains that it's freezing and he didn't think his truck was going to start. He asks Danny what she's doing and she puts on her coat saying that she's going boarding. And Kirk walks over and looks at her paper reading Bigfoot Ridge and he says you can't board there. Danny's all watch me. And Kirk asks why there? She tells him with a sigh because Gina might be there. And Kirk's all, no way. That's 30 miles from where she left you. Danny argues that no one searched there, to which Kirk argues that it's because it doesn't make any sense. And Danny sighs again saying, look, Kirk, Gina and I have been tight since we were little. Huh, there's tight again. Tight. She starts a sentence. I end it. I think something. She says it. She's out there. I know it. I don't expect you to understand. She goes to walk away, but Kirk calls after her saying that it's freezing and there's a storm coming. She says, well, I better hurry and walks out the door as Kirk tells her not to. She leaves and we look out the window and see that she's riding away on her snowmobile. That scene fades and now Danny is out in the wilderness and she stops and she gets off her snowmobile and looks out in the woods and she hears Gina call for her. So she calls back and then we look and we see Gina a ways away and Gina hops a couple of times on her snowboard and snowboards away. Yeah, as Danny calls for her to wait up. Now, instead of taking her awesome snowmobile, she straps on her snowboard and rides after her down the hill. Oh, it's so dumb. Which is a terrible idea. That snowboard cannot possibly go as fast as a snowmobile. It can only go downhill. It it made me a little upset. I guess snowmobiles just aren't extreme enough. They are, though. Snowmobiles are fun. Have you ever been on a snowmobile, Brandon? I mean, they probably don't have them in Australia, but... Can you do sweet tricks on a snowmobile? I have gone in a circle on a snowmobile, and it's a lot more fun than you'd think. (laughs) Have you done flips? Of course not. Brandon. (laughs) Well, then, fuck off. Whatever. (laughs) No, I've gone in a circle, and I've gone, like, fast, and, like, um, that's about it. (laughs) You know what else can do that? A Razor scooter. I feel like a snowmobile could go faster than a Razor scooter. Maybe on snow. Okay, <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> Put the snowmobile on concrete cement, and let's see. Concrete in the summer? <laughs> yeah. Put 
snowmobile on some blacktop and see who wins the race. <sighs> Whatever. So Danny straps on her snowboard, she rides down the hill, and she isn't really even that far away from Gina when the scene fades. And now we're looking at a cabin in the woods, I guess. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like a ski lodge, but it's really big. I don't know. I've never been to a ski lodge. I've never been skiing or snowboarding or anything. Danny rides up on it and gets off of her snowboard, and she walks up to the building and calls for Gina a few times. She makes her way down the side of the building when Hayden Christensen comes up behind her. God damn it. He's always doing that. A surprise Christensen. Yeah, it kind of startles her a little, and he tells her, it's cool, baby. It's just me. And Danny <laughs> asks what he's doing here, and he tells her he's looking for Bigfoot. You seen him? So at least we get a mention from him of a joke about Bigfoot, right? That just makes it all the worse. Just rub it in. <laughs> when it's not it's Bigfoot. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of Bigfoots out here, am I right? <laughs> Danny doesn't laugh and just tells him, no, but I saw Gina. Because it's not funny. I followed her down here. So every time I see Gina written on my notes, I almost always want to say Joina. <laughs> I can't help it. Well, there is no one stopping you. I know. What if we just change the character's name to Joina? <laughs> you have to say it like okay. that, too. Kirk tells Danny that he followed her, but there's only two sets of tracks. And we look up and see that there are only two sets of snowboarding tracks. The kids open up the door to the cabin, which is all full of cobwebs. They did a really good job of making this place look, like, dilapidated. Yes, it is very abandoned. It is super Except abandoned. all the skeletons. <laughs> we haven't seen any skeletons yet. But I we mean, what? <laughs> and Kirk tells Danny that they got to split because the storm is coming in fast. They walk inside and Danny calls for Joina. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Oh. For Gina a few more times. And Kirk plays with a wind chime and then he calls out. Bigfoot. Just trying to get you, Brandon. They knew. They walk further into the cabin and they hear a noise. <laughs> so Danny asks, what was that? So, of course, they walk further in and they see a fucking skeleton. It's snowboarding gear. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's like a serial killer's <laughs> dumping ground somebody died there yeah and rotted away to nothing <laughs> yeah somebody fucking died here and the kids don't really react to it that much they just kind of back up and then we hear gina calling for help danny's all gina she's here and danny takes another step when gina comes walking out further from the cabin danny's all gina and we look at Gina and her eyes start to glow green oh shit and the kids back up and they stare at her as she walks closer and then they start getting all sleepy, and they slump to the ground, and Danny's saying that she's feeling all weak, and Gina just stares at the kids with her green eyes until a crash of thunder and lightning blinds her. So she wipes her eyes and then disappears. Danny and Kirk get up, and they look around, and Kirk asks, what's going on? And Danny adds in that she felt like she weighed a ton. And then we hear a voice call out for Danny and Kirk, asking for help. So Danny asks Kirk what's going on, and he doesn't know, so the kids walk over to a door, and they open it up. So... Did you see when the lightning flashed and they were old? Yeah, I thought that. I thought they that, were, yeah. They were old, and it was hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, the the YouTube stream that I was watching kind of hitched at that moment. Yeah. And there was just these two old people huddled in extreme snowboarding gear. It's <laughs> like, looking like they're just ready to go fucking shred <laughs> just, I thought it was the funniest thing 
Yeah, I did see it for that split second. So, I do have a, I have a problem here. It was literally just daytime out when they opened up that door. And now it's yep. nighttime. What happened? Uh, story? Yeah, I guess, but it's annoying. The kids walk inside and there's a fire in the fireplace. And somebody is sitting on a couch with their back to them. And it calls out, Danny? Kirk? It's me. And the kids walk closer and Danny's calling out, Gina? What's wrong with you? What did you do to us? And the figure tells them that it wasn't her, it was the Umbra. Kirk asks, the what? And the camera pans down, but Gina covers her face with her hands, begging them not to look at her. Danny kneels down and rips Gina's hands away from her face, and it turns out Gina is an old woman. Ew. Gross. (laughs) Cover that shit up, Gina. Danny asks what happened, and Gina tells her that the Umbra did this to her. Then she asks, do I look as old as I feel? Kirk nods his head while Danny tells her that she just she looks fine. So Kirk then gets down asking her what all this Umbra nonsense is, which is a good question. How do you know about this? Um, I mean, hold on. Okay. How old do you think these characters are? Well, Kirk can drive, so he's at least 16, I would say. Well, I don't know what Canada laws are. Maybe wow. they can drive at 12. He's the first character that we've had that's like a main prominent character that can drive, though. I think. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It, it was. He got out of that truck and I was like, oh, like, shit, he You're practically a big boy. Yeah. You're borderline too old for Are You Afraid of the Dark? I, well, I would say like 17, maybe 16, 17. I, I'm not going to say that I'm some kind of expert in Latin. Okay. But even I knew that Umbra is Latin for shadow. Yeah. When I was maybe like, like 12. So... If somebody said the Umbra, I would at least sort of understand kind of what it means, even though I would obviously be like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Why is there a person with green eyes making me old? <laughs> but it's it's not like you're saying gibberish. No, you're right. But still, like, out of all the names that you can name this monster, Umbra, but that's what comes to your mind. Unless maybe she found, like, a journal of somebody that was... You know, chilling there like she is or something, but... did she, Yeah, did she name it, or did that say what its name was? It doesn't talk. No, it really doesn't. Uh, Gina tells them that it makes you see things that aren't real. When she boarded off the backside, she thought she was following a guy from the ski patrol, but it was the Umbra. It lures people here, and then it... And Kirk interjects saying, the skeleton from the other room, it was dressed in a ski patrol outfit. Gina looks around the room telling the kids that there are bodies all over the lodge. And I'm the next. Fucking crazy. That's so creepy. Right? Oh my gosh. I loved it. And that's so, that's so creepy to know that it's like going out into the world and luring things back here. It's fucking sweet, but I have a problem with that too. Oh? So spoilers, um, this Umbra doesn't like light. Uh, that's like what stops it from Mm -hmm. killing people you know like i said earlier it kind of just appears and it stalks these kids but they you know shine their flashlight or they use the light from the fireplace to make sure it doesn't get them so what is it doing out in broad daylight attracting people yeah the rules of the umbra aren't very clear no like maybe it only needs shadow like in its home spot in that lodge yeah, you could argue that it's sending out, like, a projection of itself, but even that, like, yeah, it like, already is a projection, because it used the same Gina, you know, disguise 
and it even yeah. uses that while it's here. So it's like I get mean, your I think shit together. Maybe, maybe it can, you know, turn into people and lure them back, but it can't do the green eyes old people ray hmm. when it's out and about. Otherwise, it would just go out and make everybody old all the time. <laughs> It just didn't make a little, like, it didn't make no, a lot of sense to me. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm okay with it. It's fine. I mean, this thing is pretty cool. Fucking lures people in and eats them, literally. It has killed fucking hundreds. Like, okay, spoilers for our season six recap. This thing has killed more than anything else <laughs> in this season. Yeah, and it's just, it's actually creepy to think about these people coming here and just being murdered and you know, rotting away into a skeleton in this cabin. Yeah. And all these people would see all these other skeletons and be like, oh, man, I'm so fucked. And they wouldn't know what to do because they don't have no Gina being like, yo, use your flashlight. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your snowboarding partner. Thank you so much for taking a listen to our show. Whether you've been with us since the beginning or this is your first episode, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Our Season 6 giveaway is going strong. We're giving away two official Up All Night t-shirts this time around, and you've still got plenty of time to enter in to win. Give us a follow on Twitter at PRVT Island. Find our giveaway post, tag two buddies in it, and you'll be entered in to win. For an additional entry, give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents. Find our giveaway post, tag two buddies, and you'll get another entry. The giveaway ends on December 7th with winners announced on our Season 6 wrap-up episode on December 8th. As always, all patrons will be automatically entered in to win. So if you'd like a third entry, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island and become a patron for as low as $1 a month today. On top of that, patrons get a ton of exclusive content, including ad-free early release episodes, exclusive quick fright horror movie reviews, our bloopers and outtakes, and more uploaded multiple times a week. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth Eddie, Mia and Tristan, the Silver Goth Shane, Steven, Matt and Kaylee, the Golden Day Days Bryce, Angela, Faith and Sarah, and the Platinum Bostics Kathy, Carly and Evelyn. Thank you so much everyone, our show wouldn't be the same without you. We create a lot of unique content that you can find on our Twitter and Instagram that's sure to get you laughing and enhance our show. Not only do we create our own gifts and memes for each episode, but we also abridge and condense entire episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark down into one joke-packed minute. Every week we watch entire episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark live on Instagram, so give us a follow and check our stories for times. This week we'll be watching Bigfoot Ridge on Tuesday, December 1st at 8pm Eastern. Leaving a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser is a super quick and easy way to show a podcast your support. We just got our 50th review this week, which is just incredible. It truly helps us stand out and show up on all of the charts, helping us grow. So take a moment out of your day and show your favorite podcast you care by leaving them a great review today. For a quick link to all of our socials, the YouTube page, Discord server, and so much more, check out the Linktree link in the episode description. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. He's currently working on our Season 7 artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe out there, guys. Bye! Well, Danny, 
she shakes her head saying, no, you're not. We're getting out. Because, you know, she just said that she's going to die here. And the two kids help Gina up to her feet, and they make their way to the door of the lodge. But Gina stops them to look in the mirror, and she's all, look at me. Then, in the reflection, we see the young Gina, a.k.a. the Umbra, and Gina screams, run! And young Gina's eyes turn a terrible green, and she smiles. And old Gina tells yeah, the gang not to look into does. its eyes. She smiles, and she's green. But Kirk clearly looks at this Umbra, and Danny rounds up the gang, yelling at them to come on, and she gets Kirk to help her carry old Gina away. They head back into another room of the lodge, and Gina says, fire, get it going, it stays away from the light. So Danny asks Kirk to take Gina, so he does, and she runs over and she puts some pieces of wood into the fireplace. That fades, and now Danny's messing around with some stuff in a cubby or something, and Kirk walks around a corner telling her that the storm's in full force. So Danny asks if they can get his truck to work, but Kirk tells her that it's not in this weather, which must have been why he said that his, he didn't think his truck was going to start when it was freezing earlier, mm-hmm. since it's up on the ridge. So they'll be stuck here until morning. Kirk breaks off some more wood and he throws it into the fire, and Gina just stares at him. And then Kirk asks her why it looks like her. And Gina tells him it's because it stole everything she is, and when it finds another victim, it'll look like them. Pretty cool. I think this monster's pretty cool. Yeah. Kirk keeps throwing more wood in the fire, and Danny pops up with a bottle of water, offering it to Gina. She takes a big old sip as Kirk asks if it's a ghost. Gina tells him that she doesn't know, but it's ancient and stays alive by luring victims and feeding off of them. Danny's all, so that wasn't you I saw? Which is like literally what she just said. Gina tells her, nope, it was an illusion to get you to come. I'm sorry, you guys. Now you're stuck here, too. She knows a lot about this thing. That's what I'm saying. She must have found, like, a journal or something. I don't know. Kirk assures the ladies that they're all getting out, and Danny offers to go find some more shit to burn. And we follow her out into another part of the lodge, and she just kind of, like, shakes some stuff. And then we cut to Gina and Kirk. Which, that all makes me wonder how long Gina has actually been in here, because I just don't... I don't know. She just survives in this lodge with a fucking monster. Yeah, and... Like, how long does it take for this monster to actually kill someone? That's a good question. Like, was she young, and then she looked into the eyes, and then she was, like, you know, 25, and then the next day she looked into the eyes and was, like, 37? Yeah. Or did she just, you know, turn old instantly, and if it comes back, it's going to finish the job? If you just put a blindfold on, would you be fine? That's what I wonder, because this monster thing isn't really very intimidating in the sense that it kind of just walks at you and smiles. Yeah, which <laughs> I would hate that personally. I mean, but... that's creepy, but like what did what does it actually do if you're not looking at it? Yeah, takes your snowboard goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Kirk sits down on the couch next to Gina who tells him not to look at her. So Kirk looks right at her saying, "You kidding me? I am so happy to see you." Back with Danny, she's still fucking around when Umbragina silently walks closer to her. Back with Kurt, he tells her, we all gave up hope, except for Danny. With Danny, she looks up and she sees that Umbra's eyes have turned green. So she stares at her, backing up a little, and calls for Kirk. Kirk leaps into action and runs up to Danny, and, she sh- and he shines a flashlight in the Umbra's face, saying, take that! And he gets Danny up and into the room with Gina, who yells at them, not to get out of the light, that it's always out there waiting. All three of them are sitting on the couch, and Kirk delivers the bad news that they're almost out of stuff to burn. Which is a complete lie, especially considering the entire fucking lodge is made of wood. 
but whatever. Yeah, the couch that they're sitting on when they say that is made of wood. Yeah, fucking throw a couch cushion in there, anything. <laughs> like, this place is packed uh, for being an abandoned ski lodge for some reason. Grab the spider webs, throw the spider webs in there. Come on, kids, it's your fucking lives at stake. Yeah. He says the fire won't last them all night. So Danny's like, Ugh, we gotta have light. It'll get us. So Kirk starts slapping the flashlight on his hand saying that the battery of that is almost dead. Because of course it is. They're like, hey, let's go snowboarding out for the rest of the night while there's a huge storm brewing and not check our flashlight batteries or bring food or stuff to burn or anything. Let's go to where that one girl disappeared and died without food and shelter. But not bring any food or shelter. Because what's the worst (laughs) that could happen? Oh, right, that thing that happened. (laughs) We hear some creaks in the lodge, and Danny looks up at some light bulbs saying, what about those? Kirk looks up saying, don't tell me we're that stupid. And then he gets up and he flips on the switch and the lights don't come on. And Danny asks how they can get the power on. And Kirk looks around and then we cut. Could you imagine if they just hit the light switch and Gina was just like, oh, shit. I didn't see that over there. (laughs) That's funny. I wish it would have been like that. (laughs) Now he's in another room of the lodge and Danny's following him. And they're using the flashlight and they're looking around and they find another goddamn skeleton. Yeah, a lot of people died here. And I really hope that when this is all done and sorted, that they get these missing people oh, yeah. cases sorted. I would hope so, too. Because you know nobody's seen these fucking people. Like, that ski patrol guy, he disappeared yeah. one day and everybody was like, stop, he's dead. Don't look for him anymore. <laughs> we all gave up hope. <laughs> it's been far too many minutes. That's that's cool. I'm glad that they had more than one skeleton, especially when Gina was like, yeah, this place is fucking built on dead people. <laughs> so Kurt, he's looking at the skeleton and he says he's probably looking for the same thing that they were, the generator. So they look around more and they find a door leading to that generator. They open it up and they open up another little door and Kurt starts talking about firing up the generator when the flashlight starts fucking up more. So Danny bangs on it a couple of times, and then from the other side of the room, the Umbra comes walking their way. So Kurt yells for her to keep the flashlight on, and it flicks on long enough for her to flash the Umbra, and and then it disappears. And she turns back to Kurt asking if it'll work, and he tells her that it should, since there's gas. So Danny freaks out a little, saying that it's out there, waiting for the light to die. And Kurt tells her, let's hope the thing kicks over. And he starts hand-cranking the generator, and then it comes to life. But the lights don't come on. So Danny's like, what the fuck, Kurt? And Kirk tells her that there must be a fuse box. Yeah, so this whole sequence really reminded me of The Last of Us. Yeah, me too, right? (laughs) It was done really well. Like, having the Umbra come after them, it just makes it feel like it could literally be anywhere. And it can, because as long as it's dark in a room, that Umbra has, like, free range of the entire lodge. Yeah. It's cool. We cut over to Gina, who's chilling on the couch, and it looks like the Umbra is walking up on her. Back with the kids, Kirk asks Danny to cover him, and he opens up a fuse box. And he looks at it, and he yells that this all looks fine. So Danny tells her, then, why won't the lights come on? And Kirk tells her that this shit is ancient, and there must be a newer main breaker somewhere else. Right. I don't... There's always a bigger fuse box. Yeah. We hear Gina scream for Kirk before zipping over to her, where the Umbra is glowing its eyes at her and smiling. And she calls for Kirk again, and the kids bust in, flashing their light at the Umbra, who does not like that shit. Danny kneels down next to Gina, saying that she's not going to last much longer. And Kirk throws some more wood on the fire, saying that that's the last of it. 
Danny tells them they gotta get the lights back on, and Kurt tells her to put her mittens on. And Danny's all, you wanna go outside? And Kirk tells her that that's the only way to find the breaker box, that it's probably outside. So Danny says that she is not going, but Kirk tells her it's their only hope. Danny don't care about that shit. She is not leaving Gina again. She came this far, and she's not letting her out of her sight again. So Kirk just stares at her and finally says that he's going to have to take the flashlight or he's never going to be able to find it. So she pulls something out of her pocket saying, it's okay, I brought some of these. And I didn't know what that was. Were they the snowmobile goggles? I thought they were gloves when I saw it, but I was like, why the hell would that help anything? That's what I thought too. Like, are you going to burn them? I I don't get it. All right, well, we're in agreement. I don't know what it was. It would make sense that it's the snowmobile goggles, but they definitely looked like gloves or some other clothing, so. Yeah. Kirk walks away a little and then stops saying, it was pretty cool the way he didn't give up on Gina. Danny turns around and Kirk says, don't give up on me either, okay? I'm getting those lights on. And she nods and we cut outside where Kirk opens up the door and he steps outside. With Danny and Gina, Danny gives her some water, then looks over at the fire, which is just about out. So she takes a shovel, and she shovels around the coals a little, but she could totally use this bash and umbra, but we cut to Kirk, who's stumbling outside in the freezing cold, and he drops his flashlight. Because of course he does. Yeah. This episode has a lot of back and forth between Kirk and Gina and Danny and the umbra and stuff, so it might get a little silly for a second here. Back with the girls, Gina reaches for a pair of ski goggles near her, but the Umbra walks up and snatches that shit away. Why? I think that... I have no idea. I don't even know. <laughs> Alright. Like, it... I think it's trying to say that, like, if you have the snow snowboarding... Or the snowmobile glo- glasses on, that you wouldn't be able to be affected by the Umbra's glowing eyes. Just don't look. Yeah. With Kirk, he finds the fuse box outside, and he tries to open it, but it's locked. Inside, Danny stops playing with the fire, and Gina silently calls out for Danny. And we look over, and the Umbra is clapping some things together in its hands. I don't... I don't know. Outside, Kirk is trying to hump open that fuse box. (laughs) Inside, the Umbra circles in on the girls. Outside, Kirk seems to have given up. Inside, the Umbra's eyes light up, and Danny stares at her as she backs up. Outside, Kirk looks like he's walking away from the fuse box. Inside, the Umbra advances on Danny, who's calling for Kirk to hurry. Outside, Kirk starts digging in the snow, and he finds the flashlight. Yay. Yay, flashlight's gonna save the day. Inside, the Umber keeps smiling at Danny until she falls to the ground. With Kirk, he's using the flashlight to break off the lock. That lock looks really new, especially since this place is fucking dilapidated, but whatever. Inside, the Umber is smiling even more at Danny as she starts falling asleep on the ground. And the camera pans up, and now the Umbra is the Danny. Oh no. I thought they were going to do something interesting with that. That could have been. But they don't. Yeah. Like, this could have had a dark ending, honestly. Oh, so easily. Outside, Kirk finally breaks the lock off the fuse box, and he opens it up. Inside, the Umbra gives a terrible laugh. Oh. oh it so was bad. the worst. I wondered if it was supposed to be on purpose. Because this Umbra know. doesn't know how to be a people. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Let's go with that. That's pretty great. It was the worst laugh, though. It was like, ha, really? ha, ha. I don't know. I don't even can't. <laughs> We're going to grab a clip of it because I put it as a timestamp. So <sighs> the lights turn on and the umbra melts into a shadow that disperses onto the ceiling. <sighs> and it 
gets like sucked into a blue sonic boom. The shitty special effect of the week. I will say this is not the worst villain death this season, but no, it's not the best. It's it's not nearly as bad as Vampire Towns. No death scene, but it's still below the average of what we saw in earlier seasons. I think. Oh yeah, it's below the co- the corpse monster in the pool, uh, goth exploding, fucking the exploding hatching monster. Pretty much all of them. It's below the exploding hot dog and ghastly grinner. <laughs> well, most things are, but yeah. <laughs> right. But like I said, it's not the worst villain death ever, but it's certainly not the best. Kirk runs in just in time to see that thing die, and he's kneeling next to Danny, and he says, guess it worked. And Danny hugs him, and we hear Gina say that it's kind of bright in here. And Danny yells, Gina! And Kirk helps her up, and the two go over to Gina, who's back to her young self, for some reason. And she says, I feel like I'm a million years old, and I'm starving. And Danny gives her a hug, and we fade, and now it's the next morning. And the kids get out of the lodge, and Gina's all, I thought I'd never see daylight again. Kirk grabs the snowboard, saying that he's going to go get the truck. And Danny helps Gina walk, and Gina's all, Kirk told me that you were the only one who didn't give up on me. Danny's all, I couldn't. If I lost you, and Gina's all, who else is going to finish your sentences? And the kids giggle, and that's the end of the episode. Kirk oh, that's the end of the story. Stop telling me how much everyone gave up on me and stopped caring about me. I know, that's he what I thought. He mentioned it like six times. When you were going in that hallway, he just kept saying that nobody fucking cared about me anymore. <laughs> Everybody was happy. They said that Kirk said my mom was living her best life. (laughs) (laughs) He said she was dancing when they told her the news. She said, now I can live again. When she got the news from the local police, my mom just bursted into tears saying that she gets her life over again. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Kirk, you asshole. He's such a jerk, and that's why he's only been in 37 things. Yeah. Imagine how Kirk... And Danny's poor mom must feel. For real, Kirk, they're Kirk gone. probably left a note like, hey, Danny and I are going to that place where Gina died. Be back soon. And then they just don't come back. <laughs> yeah. That night would be pretty rough for her. Are you afraid that Dark's not thinking about the parents here, Brandon? But yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeesh. I'm going to say overall, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. It's not a three point whatever out of ten on IMDb for sure. Uh, I think it's adequately spooky. It shows us skeletons. Um, the monster's cool. I liked it. I liked this one. I thought I was gonna hate it, but I liked it. I thought it was genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. Not in a like you know, kind of jump scares or scary looking monster kind of way. Yeah. But just the idea. The idea of the whole thing is scary. Yeah, like, fucking people are dead in there. <laughs> this monster has killed a lot of people. Yeah, it's luring people there and then killing them. Not unlike Pennywise. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of gave me the It vibe. It was good. I don't know. I really don't think I have too much more to say about it, really. I think we covered it really well. Yeah. Back at the Midnight Society, the kids think that story was great. And Quinn walks over to Tucker's bike saying that this shit is pretty dope. You know the best thing about it? And Tucker asks, what? And Quinn says, when you get a bike, you don't have to walk home. And he gets on the bike and he rides off into the sunset. So bring a bike, dummy. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's not hard. 
Tucker runs up yelling, hey, and he stops and he runs back a step and he tells the other members to, to put out the fire. And then he chases Quinn some more yelling, don't blame me if you, and we hear Quinn fall, fall down and saying, ow, in the distance. <laughs> and Tucker finishes saying, dumb. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was really good. I think it was funny. Megan runs after to help and then comes Vance who says that she hopes he has a hard head. Andy dumps the water on the fire, and that is the end of season six. Pretty good. Pretty good way to end the season. Yeah. Not a whole lot of Midnight Society sort of character development. No, not really through the whole season. Although I will say I I kind of like this group of people. Not to say like, oh, they're better than the old Midnight Society, but they're not bad. And I think people that wouldn't give this season a chance because the kids changed, um... They need to. They should watch this season. Yeah, I'd say, other than Quinn, this is a very fine set of storytellers. <laughs> I don't really care for Andy. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> He's not a- actively belligerent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, uh, we'll talk about it more next week. I think when we rank all this stuff. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with season six. And I'm very yeah. happy that this wasn't like, oh, you know, because when we started the show, everybody's all like, wait till you get to season six and seven. And we got here and it's been pretty fun. But we'll talk about that next week. So in depth, <laughs> what do you think the moral of this story is? The moral of this story, and they said it like 50 or 60 times, is don't board off the backside, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a great idea to go off on your own when you're snowboarding or doing, uh, anything, anything <laughs> numbers is good unless you're with your brother or whoever Kirk is to Danny and you both get trapped by a monster. At least they got out. Yeah. Or did they? Ah, that's a good question. So I think that the moral of the story is, uh, don't give up on your friends probably. Hmm. I guess that's an okay idea. Yeah. I gotta tell you, though, I would leave you on Bigfoot Ridge, like, without a second thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going there. Let's be honest here, Brandon. We would never find ourselves on Bigfoot Ridge. <laughs> That's the thing. If you went missing on Bigfoot Ridge, like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. I'd be like, why am I even out here? Where did Cortland go? Is there Bigfoot here? We did go sledding a couple of times, though. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Remember when your mom went down the hill screaming? Yes. <laughs> and she went into the water. <laughs> she went straight into the frozen water. <laughs> that would have been scre- the worst. Ah, ah. <laughs> just couldn't stop. <laughs> Why was there uh, frozen water over there? There's so know. many people. <laughs> Everybody else just didn't go in the water. <laughs> Your mom was just like, nah! <laughs> she flew into the water. <laughs> that would have been the worst. You know, she was a trooper, though, because we didn't go home right after that. She she stuck it out for the fun, you know? Yeah. That was incredible, because oh, I would have been like, all right, fam, we are all leaving. <laughs> I need to change. <laughs> I'm wet. We gotta go. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, Brandon, the tale of Bigfoot's Ridge. What are... Horrible name for this episode. Yeah. It doesn't describe anything. 
It's no. literally just the setting. Like, the tale of the mall for Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Uh, the tale of pool. The tale of hospital. Oh my gosh. It's got to be a little worse than that, because it gives you this false idea of what the story's going to be. Because you thought we were going to get Bigfoot. Yes. Whole ridges full of big feet. So it would be more like Pinball Wizard being the tale of the mall on fire, you know? <laughs> Just a straight lie. Yeah. But we could come up with a better name than that. We we got this. All right. The Tale of False Advertising. <laughs> if it wasn't called Bigfoot Rich. The Tale... You know, you could just do something like The Tale of the Umbral Shadow or something like that. Like, describe the monster a little bit. Yeah. Tale of the Shiny Red Snowboard. <laughs> the Tale of the fucking Skeleton Lodges. No, that's dumb. <laughs> Tale of this lodge has got a bunch of skeletons in it. Rolls right off the tongue. The tale of extreme sports rule! Fucking extreme sports! Oh, oh! This is, I think this is what inspired uh, an extremely goofy movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well then. Fucking early 2000s. even better. Everything just had to be extreme. I love it. Uh, The tale of SSX. Alright. The tale of, you have a snowmobile. What the fuck is wrong with you? That snowmobile could have saved the day. Oh my god, it could have. Why wouldn't you take the snowmobile? I don't get it. What do you do on a snowboard once you get to flat ground? You hop. You hop along. That's way slower than walking. (laughs) You take the the snowboard off and then you walk with it, which is just even more annoying. I don't know. I'm done with this episode. I'm done with this season for now. That's it. That's all That's I got. Season six. You so you want to know what we're gonna do next week, Brandon? I have a feeling. I know already. This will be the sixth time we've done it. We're gonna talk about everything that we just got done talking about for the past thirteen weeks. Talk about the Forever Game. We're gonna talk about Jay Baruchel, fucking Larry Tudgman. It's gonna be awesome. All right, we've got a lot to go over. I know we're gonna have to rank the best and worst Jay Baruchel episodes from this season. It's gonna be a lot of them. Too many, actually. I'm looking forward to it, though, Brandon. You want to know why? Why? I don't have to transcribe a goddamn episode of this show next week. In fact, I only have, like, 13 more to do, and then I don't have to do it anymore. And then you're free, like Gina's mom was until, unfortunately, (laughs) she came back to life. Oh, poor one out for Gina's mom's life. I'm looking forward to next week, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking in depth about season six because I feel like we're going to be praising it and everybody at home it. is going to be mad. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but spoilers, virtual pets, best episode this season by far. Best episode of the series. Yeah, number one of 91. If you don't like virtual pets, unsubscribe from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, just fuck off. <laughs> Well, I'm out of here, Brandon. I'm going back to sleep. All right. I will talk to you in one week. I can't wait. we talk about all of Are You Afraid of the Dark again. I know me neither. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bigfoot.